Hello, and welcome to this Happy Podcast. I'm Tom Brana, editor of Happy. With me today is Daya Fields, president of Pipette and Pure Cane. Pipette is a startup beauty care brand in the clean beauty space. Daya, thank you for joining me today. Tom, thank you so much for having me. It's so wonderful to be here. I'm excited to talk about how 2020 was for Pipette and just all the great stuff that we have going on in the future in 2021 and beyond. And I also, before we jump in, want to thank you for that really complimentary article on Pipette that Happy did in November 2020. We were just so thrilled with it. So when you reached back out to connect with us for this podcast, we were really excited. So thank you. Oh, great. Yeah, it got got a lot of play um, on our website as well. So you mentioned 2020. Um, That would be my first question, actually. Uh, Last year was a difficult one for many people and companies in and out of the personal care space. So how was 2020 for Pipette? Tom, you're right. 2020 was a challenging year for so many companies. At Pipette, we had to stay on the pulse of changing consumer behaviors, buying behaviors that changed, new product and ingredient interests from consumers that were focused on wellness and clean formulas, as well as monitor growing interest in the personal care category. Staying on top of all of these nuances, which really affected every sales channel we distributed in, all while working safely from home during the pandemic, was one of the greatest challenges for myself and my team. But despite the challenges, though, Pipette had a strong year of growth. As a matter of fact, we delivered a higher higher sales and revenue than any brand at Amaris, our parent company, at their first year anniversary. Because as you know, Pipette is only about a year and a half old. And there were really five major areas that made a pivotal impact in how well we did in 2020. The first thing is that we created a wins every week internal culture that really discouraged being content with the status quo. Second is that we evaluated the business daily, and as a result, we made daily changes that positively affected consumer conversion and drove revenue north. The third thing we did is we launched a clinically tested hand sanitizer that filled the major safety void for families in 2020. The performance of our formulation and our timely market response led to us becoming a top 20 seller of hand sanitizer in the U.S. And, you know, Tom, at the beginning of 2020, we weren't even in the hand sanitizer category. So that was a tremendous feat. The fourth is that during Q4, Pipette became the destination for personal care gift-giving for moms, infants, and families. We acquired 79% of new customers in December, and they were brand new to the brand. And the great thing about this statistic is, is that in January, which is traditionally the slowest retail month of the year, Pipette was able to meet its goals because of the new consumer engagement. So all of our hard work in 2020 showed up in the very first month of 2021. And as you know, I started with the brand in July 2020, so about eight months ago. And under my leadership at Pipette, over seven new channels of retail distribution have been launched, including CVS, 
Nordstrom Anthropology, Kehi, which is the second largest natural channel distributor in the country, and Tmall in China. Wow, that's impressive. How did you um, improve the December sales so much? What what took place there? It was it was a gift giving, or was it just? Or were you guys doing some sort of promotion? Yes. So all of the above and more. It was about really communicating to our consumer that we had gifts for baby, gifts for mom, and gifts for the family. It was putting gift-giving functionality on our e-com site, the ability to do customized messages and send to um, and, and actually use addresses that can be stored on your profile to send to whoever you want to give a gift to. It was really changing our imagery to make sure that our consumers knew that we were a gift-giving destination and really having can't walk away from promotions. You know, we know that people want to not only give gifts to other people, they want to stock up themselves so we really developed some competitive promotions to entice new consumers and just have our existing com- consumers keep coming back. You mentioned that you really expanded um, your retail distribution during, during the year, but uh, a lot of people were still you know, hesitant to go into retail channels. So what impact did COVID have on the company last year? So our organization really did a wonderful job in building the appropriate pandemic responses for COVID. We really ensured that our employees were safe, informed, supported in their new work-from-home environments, and felt connected to their brands, their teams, and their leaders. The biggest impact COVID has had on us, like most companies that manufacture a product, is with component and ingredient lead times. We have seen them double and triple in some cases. And we now have to plan significantly ahead to ensure we meet timing for our manufacturing, our direct-to-consumer, and retailer order fulfillment. That was the biggest impact that, that we experienced. And the pandemic really brought forward, like I said, our hand sanitizer. It was initially planned to launch in 2021, but we brought it forward literally a whole year in advance. We put this wonderful product together that's safety tested, clinically tested, dermatology tested, pediatrician tested in three weeks. But before we sold, one bottle, we donated over 20,000 units to medical facilities throughout San Francisco Bay Area, LA, and New York. And lastly, COVID made us laser light focus on our e-commerce strategies, initiatives, and functionality. We doubled down on investment to acquire new consumers, retain our current, and provide an enjoyable online shopping experience that consumers want to return to again and again. We had some work to do. Um, As a matter of fact, we still have work to do on e-com and our digital initiatives because these channels are just, they're constantly evolving and the needs are changing. But COVID made executing on several changes a screaming priority so that we can ensure excellence in online service delivery. 
you you mentioned that um, you know you had to deal with shortages. Are those shortages have, have they been straightened out? I know there was a problem with uh, with alcohol, especially when every when everybody was getting into the hand sanitizer category. How are your supply mm-hmm. chains right now? Our supply chains are getting better, but they are not what they were pre-pandemic, and that's not just for us. That is going outside of the personal care industry. Um, you know these warehouses that have people working so close together, um, if there's one case of COVID, the warehouse gets shut down for two weeks. So this is really being experienced in, in across the entire economy, not just in personal care, not just iPad. How has um, the overall baby care category grown during the pandemic? The baby category and its growth really first starts with the consumer, Tom, and our target consumer is the millennial mom. The U.S. millennial mom was born between 1981 to 1996, and she's aged 25 to around 40. About one in five moms, approximately 22% is a millennial mom, and there's approximately 9 million millennial moms in the U.S. And 1.2 million moms become millennial moms each year. So this growing population is reflected in the growth of the baby personal care category. Just to talk a little bit about this consumer's family, their head of household is in their late 30s. They have children that are babies, preschoolers, and grade school kids. They live in cities and suburbs, and they have a net worth of about 150k to 750k. So they have disposable income, money to spend on their babies and families. In terms of how they are psychographically, is millennial moms think that they must do it all, that they must be the perfect mom, and the reason why they have this type of self-imposed pressure is because they grew up in the age of social media and social channels. They're constantly comparing themselves to other moms that seem like they're doing it perfectly, influencers, and their friends that really only post the best of the best of what's going on in their lives. They just play multiple roles in such a fast-paced society. Baby Center, which is a market research house, found that 80% of millennial moms said it was important to be the quote-unquote perfect mom. That's much higher than Gen X, which I'm a Gen X mom, and much higher than um, baby boomer moms. And about 60, actually 70% of millennial moms say that they're overprotective of their children, of their babies, and that compares to 60% of Generation X moms and about 54% of boomer moms. So what this all means is that for these moms, nothing is too good for their babies. They want the absolute best. They want the safest and the healthiest choice. This is who our consumer is at PiPet, and because of this, in 2020, the clean personal care industry saw a huge spike during the pandemic because families were stocking up on essentials for their children. And as we all experienced, Tom, when we went into store, that retailers failed to meet the increased buying needs. The category became even more vital during the pandemic because it heightened the importance of health and safety with products and food. 
we all heard about underlying issues. So moms wanted to make sure that they were putting the very best, safest, and healthiest products on their children's skin. Um, Global Data, which is another market research house, said that green themes, quote-unquote, was one of the most popular search words terms on Google. And you can really see rises in interest of different types of products and things when you look at rising monthly increases of search word terminology. The reason that or the realization that not every product is the safest and cleanest just became a lot more apparent to our moms. They started to change their purchasing habits to brands that not only benefited their child's overall well-being, but served a purpose too. And many also just started to look for brands that were clean and safe for the whole family. So how is the clean baby category um, the clean baby category is, it will be about a $109 billion category in USDs by 2026, which wow. is about a 50% increase from 2018. That's incredible. What, um, how do you guys define clean beauty? What, what ingredients do you like to use and, and what ingredients would you never use? Yeah, so the interesting and special and highly differentiated thing about pipette is that we ban over 2,000 plus ingredients from our labs and our final formulas. So U.S. legislature bans 13 ingredients from personal care, only 13. And there are some pioneering brands that are working in Washington, D.C. with legislature to change that, to be much higher than just 13 harmful and harsh ingredients banned from personal care. In the UK, they ban about 1,300. So when you look at Pipette and they're banning 2,000, they clearly have the highest standards in clean. And one of the things that is special about Pipette is that we're EWG verified. EWG stands for the Environmental Working Group, and they're an organization all about transparency. They look at corporate transparency, environment, environmental transparency in terms of um, non-toxic standards. They also look at um, water toxin transparency too. They're also very much so focused on personal care. And sometimes what you see is certain brands may have just a couple of their products EWG verified, which again is the gold standard in clean. Pipette has every single one of their products EWG verified. Every single one dermatology tested. We are vegan and we have no synthetic fragrances in our products. We're silicone free and another special thing that Pipette has is a hero ingredient called squalane. Squalane is a proprietary ingredient that Amherst created that really replicates the moisturization that's naturally on your skin. So when a baby comes out of the womb, they are covered with squalene. Squalene is the natural occurrence of this moisturization. But very soon after they leave, the womb, that squalene dissipates. 
it goes away. So Squay Lane, which we created and is proprietary, actually is created via biotechnology process. And we have this ingredient in all of our products, ensuring that moisturization gets locked in the skin and stays there for longer. And consumers are just, they're just becoming more educated about not just what they eat, but also what's on their skin and the fact that what's on their skin seeps into their pores and the product just goes so much further than skin deep. 69% of consumers with children between zero and four said that natural, quote unquote, and free from ingredient claims were now more important to them as a result of the pandemic. And the last really critical point is that many retailers have been pushed to provide more options for consumers in the areas of clean, natural, and free from. And as long as consumers keep demanding products that actually leave them healthier after use, replenish things that they've lost after use, the category will grow, the industry will grow, and clean will become the new normal. Yeah, just, just to go back, um, you mentioned that um, the natural substance when, when a baby is born is, is uh, squalene, squalene. Squalene, yeah. And is that similar to Vernix? Because I you know, remember when I had kids, or my wife had kids, um, the nurses would always say that they used to um, rub the actual Vernix into their hands because it, it was such a good moisturizer. Is that in relation to that? I would. I have not personally heard of Vernix. Um, I would definitely have to look that up. It looks like okay. I'm online now. It looks like a waxy white substance found coating the skin of newborn human babies. It could be very similar. Um, I haven't heard that that word used, but squalene is that same moisturizing coating. Okay. Yeah. So I guess what worked. Almost 30 years ago, you guys have, have synthesized it and have found a, a better way to, to moisturization. That's right. It is plant-derived and made from sugar cane. And um, you mentioned that, you know, in terms of new product development, can, can you talk a little bit about what your plans are for, the, for 2021 in terms of NPD and any new categories you might mention, you might enter? Yes, at, at Pipette, we'll be expanding our line of clean and safe products across all categories, so across baby, mom, and family. We're focused on creating products that are multi-purpose and performance-driven. I can't go into detail about all of our launches throughout the year, but some of them have already launched, and I'm excited to talk about them, and just excited to talk about the growth we have in some of our categories coming up in the, the upcoming months. So for baby, we have a number one best-selling product, which is our baby shampoo and wash, our number one SKU. And we have created two new aromas in that SKU. And the reason why we created these aromas is because we know scents are linked to memory. And we've created two new scents to remind moms of happy times at home. So those have been launched. They were launched a couple weeks ago. So definitely check that out on pipetbaby.com and in our social channels. 
We also launched the Bomb Stick. So Baby Bomb is a jar of moisturization. It's for those extra dry spots. It's for rashes. It's for skin irritation. And it works perfectly on baby. For mom, it's dual purpose. Moms use it for their cuticles. They put it on their lips, their heels, elbows, any type of dry spots. So because that product has done so well, we created a portable version of it called the Bomb Stick. It almost looks like a deodorant, but it's touchless and it's portable. So you just literally rub it on any of your dry, irritated spots. That's launched. And then we have a treatment product coming out next week. And the reason why this treatment product is so special is because anything pipette can do to make the road easier for moms that are dealing with skin issues for their children, we're all for it. So this isn't a necessarily a general use all over body product. This is more of a treatment product. It has been certified and approved by the National Eczema Association. And, you know, I just remember having my three kids. I have three girls. Two of them are twins, age five, and I just remember having so many skin issues with both of them at the same time. So I'm really excited about this product coming up next week. We have newness in the specialty skincare area for mom, tired moms that want to kind of regain their brightness um, and kind of that youthful look before having baby. And in the family category, we're launching six new SKUs. Three of them are in a completely brand new category for pipette, but we have great formulas, we have clean formulas, and we know that we will win in that area. So we have so many exciting things happening in our labs, and we'd love to touch base again, Tom, in a few months to talk about some of the other things that we've got brewing. Wow. That sounds like you got a lot on your plate right now. It's like... Uh when you're, you know, when you're rolling out new products, it's almost like uh, having new babies, right? But at least you can. It is. It is. You can it leave is. The and then, <laughs> exactly. And then those babies grow, and they get ready to get launched, and then they grow up, and they become bestsellers. So yeah. That's great. Well, well, thanks very much for joining me today, Day. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Tom. Appreciate it. You've been listening to a happy podcast. Listen to the entire happy podcast series at happy.com or on Apple Podcasts.